Hello and welcome back to the Off The Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and as ever, my co-presenter, Brad. Now, if you like what you're listening to, make sure you like and subscribe, whether that is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Acast itself, and follow us on Twitter at OffTCPod for all the latest news and stories from around the world of football. And like I said, I'm joined by Brad for this Blue Monday. Otherwise known as the most depressing day of the year. Or to Everton fans, just another uh, normal Monday. Oh, no, that's, that's harsh. That's <laughs> a bit, a bit, only this season. Well, yeah, true. Um, but then again, they're probably not feeling so depressed anymore. They got what they wanted. Well, yeah. Uh, obviously, the big talking point of the last 24 hours in the footballing world is that Everton have sacked manager Rafa Benitez following on Saturday's defeat to... Uh, then bottom of the table Norwich City 2-1 defeat to uh, the Canaries was the final nail in the coffin for Rafa Benitez and after just 200 days in charge on Merseyside he is no longer the manager though we said it don't lose to Norwich otherwise your your job's untenable and that's exactly what they've done and they were pretty poor for the majority of it yeah well even like I'd say their goal was really more like a bit of luck than them playing well. Like they were just dreadful that whole game, and it's been case in point over this season. Like they started off well in his tenure, but then after about four or five games, they just went downhill afterwards. Yeah, this is the worst I've seen Everton in a long time, and there's a lot of factors really that have gone into this. You could all, mm. you could even say that it didn't work from the start, pretty much. Well, yeah. I mean, many Everton fans didn't want Benitez in because obviously he was former Liverpool manager and obviously only one other manager has ever managed both teams and that was back when uh, Liverpool were founded all those years ago. And yeah, many fans are obviously angered at that. And then he's falling out with players like Lucas Dinier, hasn't helped as well and he's... It just seemed to be like a meltdown incoming. Still can't get over that one. Because that, that one just sums it all up and that's when you also have to start going at the owners as well. Because mm. you sell a player in Luca Dean who falls out with the guy that you're about to sack. Yeah. That's a player who has been so crucial to them for years now and he's very well liked by fans. Mm-hmm. It was like a was it like a seventy two hour difference from Luca Dean signing for Aston Villa and then Rafa being sacked? Or was it a little longer? I can't, but did we sign him Tuesday, Wednesday? Was it? I know Monday was when it started to like really pick up a little bit that we were actually genuinely going to try and sign him. See, I didn't know whether it was confirmed on like Thursday or not. But either way, no, it was definitely before. Um, yeah, it, that didn't help, and then. Like we talk about, we spoke about it in uh, the summer of the transfers they made that were just not even good enough for Everton type. Like they brought in Damari Gray for one point four million, who had looked a bit of a steal at the time, but he's gone away. I see. No, I still think that he shows bright sparks. I think he's the only one that can really hold himself and say, "Yeah, I've done pretty decent." It looked like it was going to happen with Andros Townsend, but then it fell away, as yeah. it always seems to do. He'll have that one good run, and then he'll just go back to 
playing a bit poor and non-existent again. Yeah, then the Brinkins. And then there's Salomon Rondon. Oh, yeah, I mean, what on earth was that signing for? That was that was the prime Rafa signing, because he thought, well, it worked at Newcastle. Mm. And then you look at the signings that he's made in January already. Uh, Vitaly Mikalenko brought in and uh, Anwar Al-Ghazi on loan. I feel so sorry for him because the new manager's not going to give a toss about him. No. Unless it's Duncan Ferguson, then maybe you get away with it. But well, yeah, yeah. I feel for him. It, That's it, maybe because I like him. <laughs> it's definitely uh, something that is going to be interesting to see what does happen for them going forth managerial-wise. And... Um, one last bit on this uh, on this podcast. However, you can hear a full in-depth chat on Everton on our new show going into extra time a little later on. What's the- that, a brand new series? <laughs> yes. I mean, so with this defeat, now they're six points off the relegation zone. However, they do have two games in hand over Norwich. Whoever this new manager is, whether it's... Duncan Ferguson for the remainder of the season or they managed to get in a manager straight away it's, they've got a big task to try and turn this around into a half decent season and what do, do Everton fans class as a good season now going from here if I was an Everton fan I just don't want to be in a relegation battle mm. I think the best thing they really can aim for is that 11th uh, 10th spot Otherwise, it's going to be a long, long season for them. Yeah, it could be. But um, speaking of someone who isn't going on a long, long season because the season's already over, and that's Man City. They're the, they're the champions. Yeah. Crown them now. Yeah, I mean, after watching that performance on Saturday, like you said, just given the title already, outperformed Chelsea from minute one to minute ninety. Chelsea did not look. Like uh, their usual selves that they have done in the past against Pep Guardiola sides. Obviously, not the first meeting between the two sides earlier this season, but City just absolutely dominated this game. Dominated what was a pretty boring game, in all honesty. Then, yeah, Chelsea didn't really have any chances. They had four shots, and one of them was on target. And that was Lukaku's one early on in the second half when he hit it straight at. Uh, Edison. Yeah, like, like he's gone off it now all of a sudden. Yeah. Or well, at least it feels like that, maybe we're wrong, but I think isn't this the game that he should be really turning up and helping them out and yet he couldn't do that. Yeah. I think it's one of them though where that whole interview stuff still hurting him. Like he hasn't managed to clear his mind fully and got back to his ways of just being able to play decent football and scoring goals. I mean he was just not at the races on Saturday in this game and yeah it was just I don't think Edison will have an easier game in his life oh, I think he will we're, we're talking games against the likes of Norwich or Burnley where he's probably not going to face a shot yeah okay well I'll rephrase that to uh, an easier <laughs> game against <laughs> remember that one well yeah uh, an easier game against a top six side then maybe yeah, um, just Pep Guardiola. If we add, we have to add something. On, yeah, we've got to add something with Man City because Kevin De Bruyne just deserves all the praise in the world. He saved them. Yeah, 
I mean, that finish was beautiful, though, from De Bruyne. It was, it was from De Bruyne, and he was having a pretty quiet game, to be honest. Yeah, um, not his best. I'd probably say Cancelo was probably my stand-up player up until that moment. Uh, in the well, game. Well, technically a assist. Well, yes. Um, but it wasn't the best of games in terms of trying to bring entertainment for a potential uh, title race between the two sides. And obviously now with the victory for Pep Guardiola's side, they've gone 13 points clear. Uh, they've got 15 games left this season. Or 16 games left. <laughs> so... It's going to be hard for them to uh, drop points going here on outwards. Yeah, they are. The only way they're getting stopped, really, is Liverpool. And that's Liverpool winning the two games in hand that they've got. One game. And then. Is it one game now? Yeah. God, even worse. Yeah, it's very unlikely that you can just see it happening. Yeah, I mean, like. City occasionally can have a blip where they like drop points against some teams, but this season I just don't see it happening. And like you said, they haven't really had to get into that fifth gear to prove themselves as like the best team in the league. They're just dominating it so easily. I mean, that's now what twelve wins in a row. It probably is that. To be honest, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm sure that was the stat that was coming out after the game. Like tw- it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, how well they've done um, like the, I'm sure their last defeat was against Crystal Palace back at the end of October which is just God, f- you know, I don't even remember them losing to Crystal Palace that's just how much I don't remember the early start of this season mm. I mean they did play most of the game with 10 players as Laporte got sent off in that game but yeah they haven't lost in the league since that day like it's ridiculous that's ridiculous uh but yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't know how to segue after that. <laughs> it's crown them champions. Yeah, I think that is the title race done now. Unless something extraordinary happens to Man City, where they get like a, a bout of injuries to like two or three players, like a Leeds United style of endless injuries, where they're forced to play their academy players. Yeah, that's the only way. But no, they won't be forced to play their academy players. They'll just call for postponements, probably. Well, yes, and. Um, there was a perspective. If you want to talk about a team that does this properly and plays the academy players, talk about Aston Villa. Yes, so uh, the game between our two teams on Saturday took place. Um, it was a game that I had a feeling uh, after seeing the Manchester United lineup again playing with academy players uh, that we wouldn't get the victory. I was confident before the start that we would get some Mm. And then I watched that first half go on and I was like, Jesus Christ, have I been knocked down a peg or two here? <laughs> <laughs> How did we make the worst Manchester United team ever? Not just this season, but also on paper from what I saw before the game started. Mm. We made you look the best you've been under Rangnick. You've made us look the best we've looked in like about 12, 18 months. It was crazy. It was, set up. It was amazing well set up you looked. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do anything because it was just so packed in that area. It was like, oh, God, are we going to do this? Yeah, it was crazy to see. Uh, and then, obviously, that first goal, what was Emmy Martinez thinking? Oh, my, my poor Emmy. <laughs> my, my poor Emmy. I, yeah, 
it happens, doesn't it? It's, yeah. yeah. There's no trying to defend it. It's awful. So bad. That was his Enkelman moment. Yeah. Although at least Enkelman, well, Enkelman didn't get his chance to bounce back, whereas Emery got his moment. Yeah, and he's a good enough keeper that he'll get more moments in games like this where he'll be able to bounce back we, a lot saw, easier. We were saw this game, the saves he made at moments as well. Mm. Like each, so he did enough. Yeah, he shows why he's top 10 Still in the, the top five. Top five. <laughs> yeah. Personal opinions. Maybe De Gea slightly has overtook him now because that guy is unreal. Like he's genuinely making... Uh, saving Manchester United's bacon this season. It's it's like watching Emmy Martinez for us last season, just mm. how crucial he was at times. And like what uh, De Gea was doing under the likes of Van Gaal and Mourinho. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you think of them, like he was bad. If no, but if you think of them times when he, he it was just De Gea winning uh, consecutive Man United Player of the Year for the amount oh, yeah, of yeah. saves and that. Like that is what he's doing this season for us. Yeah. It feels like people forgot that because the last two years before this season he was on a bit of a bad run. Mm. Like he was making clangers on a regular basis. Yeah. He couldn't even get it like, as the Spain number one. Yeah. And I mean, I know as a United fan I should be annoyed and disappointed by this result, but I've learned to... I don't think you could be that disappointed by it, to be honest. No, I've, I've came to the point and realisation now that United aren't a team that can contend with the league like they're not a top three team at this minute in time their, their battle is now between fourth and eighth and I think but you should be the way I see you should be trying to avoid the conference league at all costs oh yeah and um, this, we should be on paper we should be that fourth best team in this league but we're not and you were supposed to be higher. That was the aim at the start of the season when you signed all the like Sancho, Ronaldo, and it's just not worked. Yeah, I mean, if anything, you always play better without Ronaldo. <laughs> For me, I was saying it after the game and a lot to myself yesterday. What United need, and we can go in depth on it later on in the season, and that. But United just need a whole cultural reset. So when uh, Edward Wood finally leaves in a few weeks' time. Richard Arnold just like gets down straight to work in finding Ragnick's replacement and working on signings. You talk about the cultural reset, but hasn't there already been reports coming out with Ragnick supposedly not being happy about business in January and that it, it's already put concerns in how much he's going to actually be able to do when he ends up becoming director of football? He's not becoming director of football, he's becoming some sort of... Is he not director of football? I didn't really know what role it was. It's, it's pretty much the same thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty much like... He's more qualified than Darren Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, it's what he's been doing elsewhere, but without the director of football uh, title. But, yeah... yeah. Had... You say that he needs cultural race. I'd be amazed if that happens. Yeah, I, I agree, but it's what United needs to be considered a t- proper genuine title challengers again. We all know that, but do they know that? Well, yeah, that is the main thing. Uh, I feel like we have to add something in my life. Yeah, I was just going to say, just one final thing on this game. Do you want to apologise to Philip Coutinho? What do you mean? I didn't say he'd do anything bad. I like that. You've been saying to me, since we were rumours beside him, don't get your hopes up. Yeah, but that's because I didn't think it'd be a signing that would work out initially. I was like, why on earth would he be willing to join Aston Villa no offence to Aston Villa but they haven't had the best of seasons 
Um, then you also look at what his wages were. Obviously, he's taken a pay cut to join Aston Villa. Um, and that's just what surprised me. But he's It surprised everyone, but you need to realise, we're fucking rich. And also the fact he took a wage cut, so he's not on his crazy wages, that he was at Barcelona. That tells me he's also a lovely, lovely bloke. Mm. And he had... And honestly, he's also the man who terrified Manchester United because they panicked when he came on. Mm. Uh, did you realise, though, that was his first Premier League goal against Man United? Well, I didn't know that one. Yeah. So that was a, a bad thing one, but... I was like, what? I yeah. he scored against us before, but apparently not, according to Albert well, Joe's stats. Yeah. It, it was nice to... Because we were coming back into it even before the second goal. Yeah. When in that second goal killed us, I'd wished Coutinho came on before that. Mm. To be honest, I was begging for it, and he looked like he was going to, and then the goal goes in from an unfortunate error. Yeah. Again, like, I've never said a team makes so many errors and then actually get punished. Mm. It is quite uh, strange to see. But uh, yeah, for his, what, 20 minutes or so that he played, he was really good and. The whole team was galvanised. Yeah. Like you, yeah, when we were saying United would. I didn't think you know it should be disappointed. You could be disappointed that you didn't get the win, mm. but overall performance when you look at it was better than what you've done. Well, yeah, even Rangnick himself came out after the game and said it's the best performance they've played under him. I was going to add the line, but the one thing you should be disappointed with is the fact that you let Tyrone Mings run for three of your players. Well, yeah, I mean anyone like uh, anyone allowing that to happen should be disappointed. God, that was unreal. Mm. And then gives it to. The star boy. <laughs> uh, Jacob. Jacob Ramsey. Have you seen the, the stats of him at 20? He's 20 years old and he has now already beaten Jack Grealish in stats. Wow. I hadn't seen At that, that age. At that age, I must say. Mm. But you could also argue that he's actually playing better than him at the moment. I mean, that's not that hard to do because Jack Grealish is having a tired time up in Manchester. He made his call. Yeah. He, he has to live with the consequences. I'd, there's still the whole discourse that uh, we have to mention him. It's like he's not our player. Just leave him alone. Mm. Uh, right. Let's have a move on. To... No, what I want him back right now, to be honest. Yes. Uh, let's have a look at the rest of the league now, and let's start off with a thrilling game that took place on Sunday afternoon from the London Stadium between West Ham and Leeds United. Where the hell is? My God, we didn't get enough. This made up for losing the North London derby. What a game this was. Yeah. But where the hell has this Leeds been all season? This was mad. Like Jack Harrison scored a hat trick. Jack Harrison doing exactly what Man City supposedly signed him for. Uh, I mean, he was doing like back to his old MLS form. Jack Harrison, like it was <laughs> mental to see. It was like he was playing an MLS defense, to be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, at times that West Ham defense was shambolic. Diop wasn't having a good game. He was making a few errors here and there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in- Sufal was a bit too far forward at times as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, incredible game for Bielsa side, and like I said, it just makes me question where on earth has this Leeds team been all year? Like this felt like irks of last season throughout this game. Yeah, it was what they were clinical, and every time they got forward, they looked like scoring mm. pretty much. I mean, they did have that one ruled off uh, from Mateus Click. He did score, and it was ruled offside, wasn't it? Yeah. My whole thought with that was 
are they at least checking to see if the ball's over the line before it hits him? Mm. I don't know whether they... Because it, it appears to touch him. Yeah. But I want to know if the ball's already over. And you you didn't get that from the angle they were showing? No. Well, that's the problem though with VAR. I said it on, I think it was Friday's preview show or previous uh, podcast, is we don't get the right angles nowadays to see with goals, disallowments and that. And it is quite annoying to see. But... Uh, and it also, isn't it something about players behind the goalkeeper? As well, because this was brought up in another incident that confused everyone in a game last week. Yeah, Chelsea versus Tottenham. Because uh, yeah, it was that one. Yeah, uh, I think Kepa had came off. Everyone was everyone was baffled. Like, oh wait, what's the offside rule again? <laughs> yeah, it's because Kepa had came forward, so any uh, any ball behind him was then deemed offside, as there was only one player behind him. Where if there was two, he would have been onside. Harry Kane, I think yeah. that was. We're not here to try and make that sound easier because mm. nobody can. Yeah, um, I thought Jared Bowen's had a standout game for West Ham. Like, what was his standout game? <laughs> well, not his standout game, but like he was the standout player in this game for the Hammers. And for me, he has to be within the question of Gareth Southgate's next England squad. I think he probably gets in it right now. If you're asking me. Right now, on form, who goes in over like someone like a Rashford or Sancho or Bowen? It's Bowen all day long. Oh yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, Jared Bowen is in that England team. But it's which means he won't be. Yeah, <laughs> it means Rashford and Sancho will be in the England team. Oh no, God, Rashford's a shell of himself. If he's still like this by the time the World Cup comes around, it's a sham that he goes. Well, we've got what nine. 10, 11 months. Yeah, he's got, he's got month, a lot of months to turn that around. But yeah, well, God. Right now, it looks like you're questioning like, how he even gets in the squad. Mm. Um, but we're talking about Bowen. Yeah. For final thing on this West Ham game before we continue with the rest of our. You talk about Bowen. We can't avoid that miss though. What was that at the end? Oh yeah. I mean, that really should have gone in. And now people say, oh, we should have headed, but actually, the height. It's not enough to where he could just head it. He's got to go down a bit mm. and because of where he's at if he heads it he probably could still head that wide yeah. instead of over the bar it, it's a confusing one I get why he chests it but because of the impact of it, it's going to go over yeah you just got to think though at, at that stage of the game West Ham fans would have went absolutely mental if they managed to rescue a point in that yeah just do whatever you can like, it was that always an open goal mm. Uh, right, on to Newcastle versus Watford now and once again it's disappointing for Eddie Howe's side. I mean, late... Doomed. Yeah. But they're almost doomed now because you can't even get a win against Watford. That's yeah. that's the sign in it. Yeah. I mean, 12 points off 20 games. Yes, they've got a game in hand over uh, Norwich who are above them but... I just don't see where they're going to get victories. Like They just don't look good enough to hold on for a whole 90 minutes. They have to beat those around them. Mm. They've failed to beat Watford. They must now beat Burnley and Norwich to have any sort of chance. But they've got to get something against those above them. Yeah. And That's the only way you survive. Yeah. The thing is, though, they don't play Norwich until 
late April, uh, around Easter, and then they play Burnley on the last game of the season when it could already be too late for them. I mean, that's possible. But imagine if that's a winner take all. At this rate, it could well be because obviously Burnley are below uh, Newcastle in the league. Did, but... did we have that same thing last season with Newcastle and Fulham? Where it was possible and then it didn't materialise and it was very disappointing for all of us neutrals. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Newcastle just look really, really poor. And I genuinely think if Burnley even get two to three points in their three games in hand, I think it'll be hard for Newcastle to move off the foot of this table because they've just looked woeful this season. Yeah. Yeah, I even look at a Burnley right now and I go, if you get anything considering the striking options you've got, well, they, go, they could have Andy Carroll up front. That's the rumour. Well, yeah. I, if they survive with that, like, Sean Dyche needs give the England all job. the awards. <laughs> oh, no, no, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bad enough when he's rumoured to be the next Villa manager every time. So. Oh, yes. Um, but, yeah, Newcastle... It's going to be absolutely heartbreakful of them. 87th minute, João Pedro, who scored once all season in the league before this. Bastard. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be it, it, I feel we have to reiterate this for those who don't listen regularly, because I took him out my fantasy team on the advice of, this, of my colleague. Well, I mean, pre-game, my advice was solid, because like I said, he'd scored once all season in the league for uh, Watford I wouldn't have had him to score against Newcastle I know Newcastle are appalling but even they should have been able to stop Joel Pedro from scoring Emmanuel Dennis had better score a hat-trick in his next game then. yes um, but speaking on Watford there's obviously the fact that they've got two games in hand over Norwich and even a game in hand over Newcastle below them but how long can the Tinker Man go on? I don't know. It feels like he survived it this week. I feel like the next one, like the next heavy one, and yeah, this the writing could be on the wall. Mm, I mean, the next two games are relegation six pointers because they play Burnley uh, tomorrow, and then on the weekend they play Norwich. So yeah, that's. 12 pointers that's what you call it yeah that's that's pretty big Mm, I think if they don't win one of their two losing both people I think you've got to sack him oh yeah I think there's no other choice because then you look after that they play West Ham at the start of February so it's not really uh, games you can be affording to lose even at this early point in 2022 these two games are clearly the ones that they win, they pull away, they lose, they're sucked into it. Mm, and Ranieri is out of the job. Like many of who have fallen before. Yes. Uh, right, let's have a quick wrap-up. Many in capitals. <laughs> yes. Uh, a quick wrap-up of the rest of the weekend. Uh, it was a dominant win for Liverpool against Brentford on Sunday, winning 3-0. Fabinho, uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain and Minamino scoring. It was Fabinho, Firmino, Minamino. <laughs> yeah. Let's get that clear. It was Fabinho, Oxley chamberlain and Minamino with the scores for Jurgen Klopp's side, not Firmino. Just call him Taki. 
uh, he got the easy three points for Liverpool. Um, wasn't as entertaining as the first meeting between the two sides this, this season. Nah, Brentford, uh, Brentford are slipping mm. slowly, which just makes the loss that Villa had to them even worse. Oh, how did we lose? <laughs> I think the thing is, though is there, there's three worst teams at least, so I think they should be all, all right. Yeah. They, they're, sal- they're salvaged by the fact that they've done pretty good mm-hmm. most of this season. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, Friday night's game between Brighton and Crystal Palace. Late, late equaliser for Brighton. Uh, an own goal from Joachim Anderson salvaged a point for Graham Potter's side, which is uh, quite something. Because, again, Pascal Gross missing a penalty. I think that's now three of his last six he's missed. Yeah, you'd think that that would signal something that maybe he shouldn't be taking there anymore. Mm. Which... But it was also... Well done, Jack Butland as well. Yes, yeah. decent. Mm. Uh, and then the other game we haven't spoken about: uh, Wolves versus Southampton. Wolves winning three-one. Uh, Jimenez, Connor Cody, and Adama Traore scoring for Bruno Lage. Yeah, Adama Traore scored a goal. Mm. Oh, it's like, it's like he knows he might be about to be sold. Yes. However, the standout moment in that game was... Well, I say Wolves would, but who cares? James Ward-Prowse did an amazing free kick. Yeah, I mean, that free kick was, oh, I think, a beauty. It wasn't even like one of the usual ones that he does. He just smashed it. Mm, which was he did strange a, to he see. He did a mini-minter. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It was a great free kick, though. And no wonder he's one of the best free take free kick takers in world football. Like, Low-key wish we did sign him in the summer now just to see moments like that. Hmm. And then, um, obviously, that's only the eight games we talk about. The other two games were postponed due to COVID and injury, uh, which was Burnley versus Leicester, and then, obviously, the North London derby, which was postponed as well. Do we talk that? Because, well, actually, I feel like we could add, like, one line on it, because everyone piled in on Arsenal. Obviously, that's what the football Twitter weighs. Mm. But the whole thing is getting rid of... It would be fine if clubs actually clarified who's out. Yeah. Like, tell us. How many players you got? How many players have you got in your squad as well? And then maybe we'll feel fear. But it feels like these things shouldn't count towards player injuries because that happens. Yeah. And you knew Afcon was coming. Well, yeah. I mean, African Cup of Nations has been like December, January time of year for ever. Like it's always the late part of one calendar year or the early start of a new calendar year. It's nothing new. And I think it also does. It needs to be deterred because there are clubs out there that are just getting on with it. Like, you look at Leeds. Yeah. They're just getting on with it. All the academy debuts they've given this year, and some of them look pretty decent. Yeah. It's a strange one. And say with us, Villa the week against United had either four or five academy players on the bench. Mm. I think it's weird because the Premier League rule is like you've got to have 13 outfield players that have Premier League experience which is weird so obviously 8 in your starting 11 and then so many on your bench which is strange because obviously not all of Villa have like uh, I think our case is a little bit different considering our academy players have already had the game time and they're very good yeah and I think maybe that's the thing because there was a few Arsenal players that probably could have made uh, good players like Charlie Patino. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is like. Arsenal do have some good young players coming through their academy. Like, 
it, we they give it all these big in clubs, right? Oh, time to start playing more youngsters. Mm. Start building all the academy players. This was technically the best chance to do it. Yeah. Well, I think it's because, like I said, they didn't fall into that Premier League rule of being able to play the thir- having the 13 available, which doesn't help the fact that Granite Xhaka got sent off uh, last midweek. Yeah. At no point are we disagreeing with the postponement. If they had to do it, then they had to do it. Yeah. I guess we'd be the same if it was our club. Because mm. I couldn't help notice that United had less subs than us at the weekend as well. Yeah. Um it seemed like Ronaldo wasn't actually fit enough to be back in that game. No, Maguire, I was good. Mm. Um, it's quite strange what the final thing on the Premier League before we have a look around elsewhere. There's the Tottenham statement on it, they seemed really like annoyed about the game being postponed. But were they wrong, though? I mean... Because I thought everything they put was actually right. It was kind of, but at the same time, you're like... Arsenal didn't do anything wrong in that sense. Like it, it added to the pylon. Yeah, but of course they were going to do it. It was a big derby game, and they feel like, well, well, you're just making excuses. Mm. But I mean, it does mean Tottenham now have what four games in hand over the top uh, two of the top three, Man City and Chelsea. So I just want to know when these games are being played. Well, yes. Well, I mean, fortunately, that one can be played at any time because both of them aren't in Europe anymore. Arsenal never were in Europe this season but obviously Spurs they were knocked out of the Europa Conference League uh, but yeah I think we're going to get a period like March onwards where you'll be seeing teams play twice a week that aren't involved in Europe I can already envision the David Mitchell meme coming back out <laughs> I mean I do like it when it comes around Christmas time but I don't think I could do it that much uh, Constant <laughs> football. Yes. Uh, right. Let's. I do like it. Though. I can't like it. <laughs> it is good. Uh, right. Let's head over to have a look at the rest of the leagues uh, around the world, and we'll start off over in Germany in the Bundesliga. And Bayern Munich comfortably beat Freiburg five-one on Friday evening. Erling Haaland scoring a brace in that game, and Thomas Munier also scoring two for Marco Rose's side to try and keep up some bit of pressure on uh, Bayern Munich who comfortably won their game on Saturday beating Cologne 4-0 with Robert Lewandowski doing Robert Lewandowski's things and scoring a hat-trick. All I could figure out is that you were begging for Cologne to score. Yes, and they did have one goal <laughs> disallowed through Mark Oot as well, so oh. very annoying. But um, he's just inevitable, isn't he, Lewandowski? But it's not inevitable, it's already happening. Oh, yeah, it's been happening for two years now. Like, it's, it's crazy how uh, much of a goal-scoring machine. Like he's scored twenty-three goals in the Bundesliga already this season. Like it's oh, a joy to watch. It's not worthy enough for the Ballon d'Or, though, so you can't say anything. Mm. Uh, elsewhere, RB Leipzig beat Stuttgart two 0 and Bayer Leverkusen beat Borussia Mönchengladbach two one. Over to France this weekend saw PSG beat Brest. 2-0 with Kylian Mbappe and Thilo Kera scoring the goals for Mauricio Pochettino's side. Monaco beat Clermont 4-0. Uh, Leon, uh, Lille versus Marseille, sorry, not Leon. Lille versus Marseille finishing a 1-1 draw. Uh, Leon beat Troyes 1-0. And the big score of the weekend saw Rennes put six past Bordeaux. 
which is a big, big surprise. Is it a big surprise? Am I confused? Weren't Bordeaux near the relegation? Or am I, am I they mis- are in the relegation yeah. zone. Like the second Damn, bottom. You're calling it a shock then. <laughs> yeah, but 6 0, even for them, is quite surprising. Well, we, we recognise Bordeaux as like top half team because they've always been that, but now they're in a state by the looks of it. Yeah, I mean, they did concede two goals late on, like one in the 89th minute and one in the 92nd minute. Uh, and then over to the Italian leagues, uh, Juventus beat Udinese 2-0 on Saturday and Lazio beat Salonatana 3-0. And then uh, the big game that took place this weekend saw Atalanta and Inter Milan uh, draw 0-0, which was uh, disappointing. And I don't know what you've seen, but... <laughs> Didn't we give it all that hype as well? Yes. Uh, another bit of news from Italy. Did you see who uh, Venezia signed this past week? I believe they signed Nani. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, geez, because I, I knew he'd left Orlando City this... How is he? The, the two smallest teams in Italy have Frank Ribery and Nani in their squads. Mm, the teams that are 17th and bottom of the league, respectively, have Nani and <laughs> Ribery in it. Like, What? Well, let's face it, Nani has tailed off a lot and was made to look pretty good at a, the MLS and Ribery's nowhere near the player that he was. Yeah, and let's be honest, Orlando City aren't one of the big MLS teams now, so it was easy for him to look good in that Didn't team. Didn't stop you sporting them at the start. <laughs> that was before LAFC came about. <laughs> Glory on that. I've been supporting them since day one. Anyway. Uh, Just because you like Will Ferrell. I don't even like him that much. Um... Obviously, we haven't had any action in uh, the Spanish league. Obviously, there was the one game between Elche and Villarreal, which Elche won 1 0. But uh, congratulations are in order to Real Madrid, who won the Spanish Super Cup, uh, beating Athletic Bilbao 2 1 in the end. Um, so, first bit of silverware for Los Blancos this season. And I think it was going to be hard to stop them winning the league as well this season. Yeah, they're pretty much the Man City. Mm. equivalent in that or they're running away with that as well yes right um, that is all the big European leagues uh, sorted now I know you wanted to speak on Derby County in the championship did I? Uh, oh yeah I did uh, I just wanted to give them a mention because they've managed to catch up with 23rd place Barnsley in the championship and they're now 9 points off of the relegation mm, well they couldn't could they? I mean I think they could. It's weird because I weirdly believe it as well. Like, I, I, I'm wanting them to do it. And you never know, because uh, obviously um, it was only the other month that Reading got handed a nine-point deduction. So if, uh, if they get another one, Derby County are right in it again. Yeah, like, why Rudy's performing miracles? Mm. A little bit, given... The squad that he's having to deal with as well because it's something that came out as well that, that all those players have been told they can leave. Yeah, and they can't sign anyone unless the administrators show that they've got the funds to pay the players. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, there's all stuff about preferred bidders, but it's a bit of a mess still. Yeah, and the fact that Ryan Shawcross wasn't and, even able to play at the weekend yeah. as well. And as we now know, there's concerns that Wayne Rooney himself may not even be there. Mm. I I think they just for the battle that he's going through. I think 
even if he's linked with Everton, I think he'd say, I'd rather finish this season out with Derby and then take you over in the summer. You'd think that, but remember, this is Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Oh, I'm not too sure. But yeah, it is absolutely incredible. Hey, you've see. lived this. <laughs> you've lived the Wayne Rooney that I'm on about. But Yes. Um, I'm just hoping that Derby do stay up because it, it will be the best relegation story ever if they manage to avoid oh, yeah, 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 no, nothing beats this. No. Like it, you can stick your West Brom great escape in the bin. Yeah. Any other relegation escape? I mean, I I, I still agree Villa's one was better. Mm, nah. West Brom did it over a period of games. We did it in four games, but it was done. Yeah, but were you bottom of the table at Christmas? Exactly. That's the thing. I was trying to remember. No, I was just trying to remember. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure you weren't. I'm sure you were I don't think we was, but I think we was 18. We were down there. Yes. We were um, not but, good. Yeah, absolutely incredible scenes to see what uh, Wayne Rooney's doing there. And just to realise that they'd be a lot further up the table if they didn't have this point deduction. Like, they would be a decent mid table. I know they would be. Side. Yeah, mid table. Hmm. It's just incredible to see uh, how he's doing for his first ever managerial job and. It is marked a year in charge for him at uh, Pride Park. Yeah, he's done well. Mm. Fair play. Right, uh, on to the Predictions League stuff now, and not the best of weeks for you. It never is anymore. I'm, I'm in a bad run. Yes, I'm managing to catch right up, which is something I am enjoying a lot. You're enjoying it now, but you've been claiming it's rigged all season, so... <laughs> I said to you, I'll be claiming it's rigged until I overtake you. Uh, but there is a five-point oh, gap. Donald. <laughs> uh, right, so a quick rundown of the scores. Uh, we both get one point for predicting that Man City would beat Chelsea. Um, I get three points for predicting Newcastle-Watford would be a one-all draw. You don't get anything because you said 2-1 to Newcastle. Um, obviously, we don't get anything because the North London derby got postponed. Uh, same with... Inter Milan versus Atalanta, we don't get any points because we both predicted victories there. Uh, we both get a point for Bayern Munich beating Cologne. However, I was like you said, if that uh, Mark Utgold didn't get disallowed, I would have been three points there. But I'll take a point. And then uh, the big game in Greece, Panathinaikos versus Olympiakos, finished nil nil. So the two, I oh, thank God I didn't check it out then. Mm. So two of the games that we absolutely hyped up. This We've weekend. sent people to check that out. And we ruined their, their nights. Yeah. They were two, two of the games we bigged up this weekend. Atalanta, Inter Milan and uh, Panathinaikos and Piakos both finished nil-nil. It's very simple. Just stop listening to us. We should just stop hyping up games. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so God, Why do we bother? Why do we bother? <laughs> uh, so with that, you move on to 70 points. Let's just talk about politics from now on. Oh. Just forget football. We're not Gary Neville. Jesus. Exactly. Can I comment on that? Did you see that? Like, I get what they were trying to do, but it was like I was trying to do it. It didn't land heavily, did it? It was like a bit awkward. Yeah, they they forced it too much. They forced it, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. Like we're guilty of forcing it slightly. Yes. Uh, right. Don't have them scripted. Exactly. <laughs> like that. That way, they definitely do. <laughs> right. Um, it was that look he gave to Jamie. He's like, your line. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, it was quite cringy, but it was funny, but cringy at the same time. Lines. Yeah, like, bless them. They're not Anne Dick. Hmm. 
More like Ant and Dick with the scouse twat. <laughs> Sorry. Can't say. Slip of the tongue there like um, a certain commentator on Saturday. Uh, calling Jim Begley in a commentator is nice. Well, yes. <laughs> but that whole situation was funny. Anyway, let's get on to your favourite part of the week. I don't know, Jeff, has it? I do not believe what I've just seen! Never ever get sold. Uh, I know I keep saying it every time, but I really do love that bit. You put that line on repeat every week. (laughs) Yes. Um, You've called it my favourite segment of the whole show but yeah there's not much to talk about this week mm, however i do have one of the... the 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 winner is the one nomination is winner by default yes and this is by far the most bizarre press conference type thing ever you think Mourinho when he called himself the special one when he first came to england was weird you thought eric Cantona's when their seagulls follow the trawler is because they think the sardines are going to the sea was weird I present to you Aldershot manager. I'll just remember Mark, what he's saying. Mark, a trophy tie at home against Bromley this weekend. What's your thoughts ahead of the game? If a tree falls and no one can is there to hear it fall, does it make a noise? So, does a penguin get cold? What way does your bath water go? Clockwise or anti-clockwise? And you take the plug out. You know, these are questions which are going to be asked of us. These are questions we've got to have the answers to. Um, you know, we're always looking for solutions and we've got to come up with the, you know, solve the equation sometimes. But, you know, Sam's had a lovely haircut. It's started to grow out now. Coops is here, working silently away. Robbie's over there. It's the first time he's been quiet today. Terry's brought a briefcase in, you know. He's got four Japanese talking dogs in there. But, you know, this is, this is what we work with and then we'll continue to work hard. What? <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely have no idea what on earth any of that was there. Are you sure that was a clip of the manager after the game and not an episode of The Office? No, that was pre-game. That was... My God. Like, I genuinely have no idea what any of that is. Like, it was... Yeah. Wild. God, I don't even think Ricky Gervais could script something like that. Mm. It's just absolutely... <laughs> Baffling. But yeah, uh, that is definitely... I don't know what to say. <laughs> I've seen it a couple of times now. It's still like... What? Mm. Definitely the most... Did they win? I wonder if they won that game. I don't even know. Uh, I mean, you, you're welcome to carry on and I'll search, search you. No, they lost 2 0. Yeah, yeah, the, oh, we'll see. You know, I would know what he said afterwards. That's <laughs> what I would know. Yeah, it would have been uh, something a lot more expletive, I would imagine. <laughs> you fuck, you fuck. <laughs> Just slaps them all. <laughs> he throws the suitcase with Japanese dogs at people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously that wasn't true. He did just make that bill. Right, um 
that is the award winner for this week and I have seen some breaking news uh, which is uh, a very nice bit of news that's coming out uh, around the board of football according to The Athletic uh, Brentford are in talks to sign Christian Eriksen on a six month deal uh, with the option to extend for a further year they love their Danish players Brentford yes it seems to be yeah, this one feels sentimental because obviously we all want to see Christian Eriksen on a pitch again. Yes, definitely we do. And obviously after what he went through last summer, just seeing him playing football, like you said, it's just going to be an absolute beautiful thing to see. So let's hope that this does happen and we can see Christian Eriksen back to his best. Right. Uh, yeah. well, you, we, can't, we can't leave out discussing AFCON. Of course, how can we forget this? Because, oh my God, what was that goal from Sierra Leone last night? <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen it, please go check it out because it just sums up the comedy that is the African Cup of Nations. Like, this tournament just gets weirder and weirder every day. Oh, do you know what my favourite moment of it was? It was that the poor keeper has injured his knee. Because mm. the pitch is so shy, so shy that there's a hole now in, in yeah. the ground. And, oh, he was just left there going, no, <laughs> somebody stop him, please. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't. And what made it worse? Serge Aurier has going goal. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Where's he playing at now? Oh, who did he sign for? It wasn't AC Milan, was it? I genuinely don't know. No place in uh, Spain for Villarreal. Yeah, well. <laughs> yes. Uh, right, that is all we have this week. Um, like I said, make sure you listen to our special going out uh, later on today. We'll be talking more in depth on the second of Rafa Benitez. And it is called. Wait, you just said last. <laughs> I will. I have to clap for it. Won't be late today. <laughs> it will not be late. Okay. Well. Whenever Brad it'll be to tu- get out. Tuesday, Tuesday. Okay, uh, and like you're overworking me. <laughs> and like I said at the start, make sure you like and subscribe and follow us on Twitter for all the latest news and stories. And until uh, later on this week, it's goodbye from Brad. See ya. And it's goodbye from me. We'll see you soon. <laughs>